Welcome to the European Parliamentary Research Service podcasts. In this podcast, we'll talk guns. We'll look at the different ways in which illegal firearms get into Europe, their use and misuse, and how the EU and its member states are addressing firearms trafficking. Firearms are the lifeblood of organized crime in Europe, as elsewhere in the world, and they pose a serious threat to our safety and well-being. And while it's difficult to get precise numbers, we know that they are increasingly available and accessible throughout the EU. Due to cross-border smuggling of firearms from post-conflict countries, especially the Western Balkans, increased online trafficking and the availability of easy-to-convert weapons. According to the Small Arms Survey, 35 million illicit firearms were owned by civilians in the EU in 2017. That's more than the number of legal arms. Firearm seizures suggest that the EU illicit firearms market is made up mostly of shotguns, pistols and rifles, although sometimes they come across converted or convertible weapons. Most firearms are used for hunting or sports shooting and belong to people with no criminal intentions, but they can end up in the wrong hands or be used to commit suicide or domestic violence. Truth is, most criminals and terrorists have more sophisticated ways to get hold of illicit firearms. They can be trafficked from source countries, diverted from legal supply chains, illegally manufactured or assembled in the EU converted from legally available weapons into more powerful arms or sourced on the internet or the dark net. And guess where most firearms seized across the world come from? Europe. Yes, you heard it correctly. According to the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, EU member states are not only countries of destination for illicit firearms flows, but also countries of source and transit of such flows. Here's Simonetta Grassi from the UNODC Liaison Office in Brussels. Most of the illicit firearms found in Europe originate from southeastern European countries or also within uh, circulate within EU member states themselves. However, there is also a high amount of weapons that are seized in third countries and that were originally manufactured in Europe, most likely legally exported, at some point diverted into the hands of criminals. However, while it is often possible to trace the origin of seized firearms to the country of legal manufacture, the source country does not necessarily correlate to the country in which the weapon was diverted. At the same time, differences in national laws regarding firearms and their components allows them to be purchased legally without authorization and then converted to a more lethal specification or used to make a completed firearm. Anne Neville from the European Parliamentary Research Service gives us an example. In Austria, for example, the frame of a Glock pistol can be purchased online without authorization, as it is not considered an essential component of a firearm. Most of the remaining parts can be purchased from the USA, allowing a completed and illicit Glock pistol to be assembled. Firearms and their component parts that are legally available in these countries can be purchased and illicitly transported to EU member states where they become part of the illegal firearms market. These firearms are often broken down into their component parts to make detection more difficult and expedited to the EU in the most ingenious ways. Here's the European Commissioner for Home Affairs, Ilva Johansson. 
All of us must work together to prevent legal weapons from falling into the wrong hands. The fight against gun trafficking is a European law enforcement priority. Under Impact, the European Multidisciplinary Platform Against Criminal Threats. Supported by Europol, national police forces recently cracked down on traffickers sending weapons by post. Legal firearms can also become illegal as a result of theft or sale on the illegal market, including the dark net. Member states have reported a total of 630,000 guns lost or stolen by the end of 2020 in the Schengen Information System database. It takes just one gun in the hands of criminals and terrorists to cause death and injury. Firearms can also be illegally manufactured in Europe by clandestine workshops and gunsmiths, even 3D printed. So, what is the EU doing to combat illicit firearms trafficking? Stay with us. The EU has been regulating firearms since the early 1990s, when it set common minimal rules to control the acquisition and possession of firearms in the EU, as well as transfers to other member states. The problem was it only covered civilian-held firearms, excluding weapons used by armed forces, police and purchases by public authorities and collectors. But the abolition of internal EU border controls with the establishment of the single market made it clear that national legislation and action were no longer enough to successfully address security concerns. So, in 2008, the European Commission updated the rules placing greater emphasis on firearms control and implementing provisions from the UN Firearms Protocol. But in 2014, while reviewing the directive, the Commission realised that different national interpretations had created loopholes that posed serious security risks. Here's Anne Neville from the European Parliamentary Research Service. Member states had interpreted the rules in different ways, which meant there were different standards of control. This was particularly problematic with regard to alarm and signal weapons, which were excluded from the scope of the directive, provided they could not be used to fire live fire ammunition. But converted alarm and signal weapons had been used to commit criminal offences. The Commission had not provided any guidelines on the deactivation of firearms, so more control was necessary. These flaws, combined with the terrorist attacks that hit Paris and Brussels in 2015 and 2016, prompted the Commission to broaden the focus to ensure a greater level of security for European citizens. Now, what changed in practice? Here's Anne Neville. The idea was to make it harder to buy firearms in Europe and to improve the tracking of legally held firearms to reduce the risk of them ending up in the black market. The list of prohibited firearms was also broadened to include a ban on semi-automatic weapons. Deactivated firearms, as well as solution acoustic weapons, were now to be considered as firearms, as some of these had been used in terrorist attacks. In July 2020, as part of the Security Union Strategy, The Commission adopted a new action plan on firearms trafficking focusing on four main priorities. Securing the legal framework to reduce risks of diversion of firearms from the legal to the black market, building a better intelligence picture of the threat, increasing pressure on criminal markets to stop the traffickers, and stepping up international cooperation with a strong set of activities focusing on South East Europe. 
And because traffickers don't stop at borders, the role of EU justice and home affairs agencies such as Europol, Eurojust, Frontex and the EU Agency for Law Enforcement Training, CEPOL, is crucial to win this battle. The EU also works closely with the United Nations to combat the proliferation of small arms and light weapons and is engaged in the UN's Global Firearms Programme. And although the export of arms remains a national competence, it has defined common rules governing the control of exports of military technology and equipment and works actively with third countries that are viewed as source or transit countries for illicit firearms. Want to know more? Check out Anne Neville's briefing on the EPRS website or in our app. This is a European Parliamentary Research Service podcast. Thanks for listening.